I want to put a caveat on our morning's discussion. A couple things. More, okay. uh, more than most Sunday mornings, I'm going to try to keep us on task and on point. Um, I think there will probably be more questions than we have time to deal with. Um, second, we have uh, the high school students with us, and we are going to be keeping our conversation at a PG level. Um, and so please honor that. Um, we could, we won't, we could speak with greater graphic detail about what takes place in some of these. We're not going to do that. We're going to stick to what we've talked about this morning, and we are going to keep the, the conversation at that level. You can certainly chat with me afterwards, um, and Pastor Daniel and myself, I'm sure, will make ourselves available to talk afterwards. That said, questions? Oh, Sarah. So I've had several friends in the past few years who have decided to embrace a homosexual lifestyle or a transgender identity, and I've always had trouble finding a balance between showing them love and not being overly judgmental about what they're doing, but also not approving the lifestyle they've embraced. Yes. So the question is how then to do that? Okay. Short answer now, because next week, that's the primary focus of next week. The short answer would simply be, I don't know if there should be much difference between that and the guy living with his girlfriend, the guy who drinks to drunkenness, or any other of a number of sins, if we're dealing with unbelievers, dealing with people, if we're dealing with those who don't profess to be Christians, I don't think we should be respecters of sins. Um, so it, it's a challenge on all of those fronts. I don't know if it's a particular challenge. The only difference might be drunkards are less likely to insist that you approve of their drunkenness. Liars are less likely to insist that you celebrate their their lying. Whereas in these issues, you're more likely to get da 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 da. Right, Sarah? And as Christians, we're probably going to need to learn the sanctified art of keeping our mouths shut sometimes and discerning. Is somebody really asking what I think? And they really want to know what I think. Or is somebody just trying to basically spout their ideology and then, right? In which case, it might just be say nothing. You know, um, we're going to potentially need to learn the sanctified art of keeping our mouths shut and keeping our fingers shut on line. Um, but that's a whole other message for another time. But come next week, we'll deal with that more. Do you want to add anything to that, Daniel? Okay. What about when oh. it is dealing with a Christian? Because most of the people that I've encountered would profess salvation. Okay. Um, then I would look for opportunities in that relationship with them to challenge their... F- okay, so a basic principle, Second Timothy 3.16, Scripture's inspired prophet for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. And, and Daniel dealt with this um, last week with homosexuality, but... You want to discern, are you dealing with someone who's untaught? They really are confused. Maybe they are a genuine believer, and they've been taught. They've heard arguments. They read a book. They listened to a podcast. The pastor of their church said, hey, this stuff's great. They haven't thought through it deeply. Um, They've heard, hey, in Christ, there's neither male nor female, and I don't know what to say to that, so maybe they're confused. Teach. Ask questions. Um, Try to, you don't rebuke that. You, You teach that. If you're discerning, no, I don't really care what the Bible says, because I've got a wisdom that's wiser than God, I'd find the appropriate way to warn them, depending on your relationship with them. You know what I mean? Um, but some way, I, I don't. That doesn't work. And potentially, depending. I mean, I'm thinking if this is your employer or what your relationship is. Your your rebuke might be different, but like that 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 isn't going to work. You are placing yourself over God's word. 
if, if what you're saying is what I've learned in the society and the culture and what seems true to me has greater authority than the Bible, and so I don't care what God says because I know this is right, you've made yourself the authority over God. I would want to try to help them see. Um, and there's probably various ways you could do that depending on how you know them. But that's what you've got to challenge them with. Now the issue's not even about homosexuality or transgender. It's about submission to the living God. You know, I'll just ask them questions like, if there was no debate, the Bible said this, would you still say what you're saying? Yes. Okay, then this, the issue's not even transgenderism. The issue is who's God and who's wise. And you say you're God and you're wise. And I don't think that's going to work out that well for you. Something... But now you're no even longer talking about this. You've centered the issue on authority and who's creature and who's the creator, right? And you're, you're no longer, what you're saying to the person is, I can't accept your profession of faith. I know you're calling yourself a Christian, but you're living in, in contradiction to what a Christian would do. I can't treat you as a brother anymore. I can't act toward you as a sister any longer. Because you're not acting like one, and you won't you won't acknowledge that or turn from from that sin. Do you have some to share or what? You're just going to eat in front of. My wife didn't want me to eat donut holes, so she gave me a Laura bar. I have eaten no donut holes. <laughs> I think this is a low point, maybe of history. Okay. Next question. Um, for, oh, George in the back. Yep. Uh, uh, for the case of a person with XXY chromosome stuff, you, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but it sounds, and we, we've talked about this a little bit already, mm-hmm. but it sounded like the big idea in this sermon was to reorient from like the microscopic fringe cases to more scripturally what is the like the functional end of the way that God's designed our bodies? Yeah. And so, if you're seed bearing, that's one class, and like that's male. And if you're you have a womb and you're able to build life, that's another class. Right. Um, could you talk a little bit about how? Let's say you have someone who says, "Well, XXY," you could label it either way. How would you approach that as like a applying that framework to that conversation? If I'm not, I'm gonna take first swing. I got my mouth full. How convenient. <clears throat> uh, I, I'm, I'm not a scientist. I don't know all of the details um, and the intricacies. I think the fundamental question that you're, you're, you're unsure of as a child is, is this child a male or a female? And while we can discuss an unclear case, the fact that we're having that discussion and looking at two possibilities is a very good thing. It's not a third option. And so that, that's, we're on the right track. Sometimes, as, as I understand, and again, I'm, I'm not claiming authority as a scientist, but as I understand it, it's unclear and it becomes clearer later on in life. And so where you're uncertain, I think we need to un- admit that uncertainty and not pretend like we actually know. Um, I've read many stories of unclear cases. I don't know if it's this specific instance or issue, but of the cases where uh, they make a decision early on, well, we're going to assume this is a boy or assume this is a girl, and then in adolescence it becomes clear they had made the wrong choice. 
And so we need to be honest where we're unclear. We don't know what's going on. We don't know. We're sorry, but that doesn't mean that we have no idea in any other case either. So I think admitting the uncertainty, and I don't have anything specific to tell you about that. Uh, what did you, X, XXY? Is that what you called it? Yeah. In, at the back of, at the back of uh, this book that I found helpful, she deals with some of those cases. That, that's the clearest thing. There's, there's abnormalities. There, I mean, I'd call it a form of brokenness. You're dealing with a broken male or a broken female, just like there's a sense of brokenness with blindness or something like that. Um, I also, I could be wrong, correct me on this, I believe most of or all of those cases result in sterility, like they're, which is another proof that you're not dealing with a new kind. Um, it's, a, it's a dead end genetically, right? Um, so that would be the assumption, and it might be really hard. What, what frequently will happen is because most parents want a clear answer, the doctor will make the best guess they can, do some surgery to remove things, and that's where you can end up with, okay, maybe we went the wrong way with it. Um, I don't have much more to say on the topic of intersex other than we now don't have a new third gender. Um, and, and most people aren't even arguing that. Most of the people, one of the points she actually makes in this is in dealing with intersex, interviewing intersex, they're desperately trying to figure usually which, what they are. That The intersex community is not arguing they're a new gender. They're being co-opted by the trans, the LGBTQ plus community as, see, gender's fluid. Yeah. Um, that's not the testimony of the intersex community as, as she's reporting it. But I don't have much more to say on, on, on that. Yeah, it's helpful. Thank you. Anybody else? All the way in the back, Alex Palmquist. So practically dealing with people in the world who, you know, don't have the Christian worldview, but like are in the same, you know, company you are. Yeah. They're, they make demands like you must call me by this pronoun. It's like, can I just call you by your name every time? Right. Well, okay. So that's what I'm saying. Can we learn clever ways to not, not offend needlessly? Right. But also not to approve. If I just keep saying Alex this, Alex that, Alex, 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 I could, I could refer to you exclusively as Alex without ever using a pronoun, I think. But if, trick. Let, let's say, you know, somebody is Bob and they come back and they're now Mary. It's like, do you feel comfortable even using the name? Like, are you giving approval and saying, yeah, what you did, I, I completely agree. Like, this is a, a feminine name. I'll call you by that name. It seems like in that case, you may also be giving approval. Okay. Zeb wants to jump in. Before Zeb jumps in, get the... Oh. Oh. Okay, let's, let's get this interesting insight on the tape then. So, um, Rosaria Butterfield, I'm not sure if yes. many of you are familiar with who she is. She was a, um, a lesbian and converted to Christianity and is currently a Presbyterian pastor's wife. Um, she is, because she was deep into that, the, the culture of the LGBT world, she ha- still has friends, people that she cares about from them. Yeah. Um, and so she will use, she will use for her transgendered friends that say have like officially transitioned from male to female, she will use um, their their given their preferential name, but she will not use female pronouns. She will call them Mary or Sue or 
whatever the name is, but she, and her argument is that a name is not teleological, but that a, a pronoun is a pronoun says what you are like very clearly you are this or you are that. And she, um, she has come to the conclusion that she would say, um, she would use the name, but not the pronoun. That's probably Alex Rideland. The, the, let's like, like biblical commands are their commands. We're not to approve evil. We're not to participate in the fruitless deeds of darkness. Rather, we're to expose them. So the question becomes in your own conscience, at what point are you approving of and at what point are you participating in sin? And at the same time, we need to try to be, live at peace with men, right? I would think a name is culturally shifts, and even in my lifetime, various names have been adopted by women. There are some names, like, if, like you meet somebody, you see the name that says Jesus, I'm going to be uncomfortable calling. I mean, there may well be names I'm uncomfortable calling someone. Um, but by and large, I would probably defer to, I can call you whatever you want to be called. But as I would, my, my thinking through this is similar to what Zebza said, that by using a pronoun, I'm making a judgment. Now, I think I could use they pretty exclusively, because what I'd be then agreeing to is I will not make a gendered judgment for this person. I'll use a gender-neutral I'm not miscommunicating. I'm removing information from the equation. I think I could do that because I'm not participating in evil. If you're saying, hey, it offends me when you assign gender to me with your pronoun, can you use a pronoun that doesn't assign gender? I think I can do that in faith. Um, but I would not in faith be able to call someone I know to be a man a woman and someone I know to be a woman a man. Um, you could trick me to do that, right? Because certainly people can very convincingly present one way. But I, I would not... I, my conscience would not allow me to go along with the charade if I knew it was taking place. But Christians may have to work through that. The command is don't participate, don't approve. And then I, I, that's how I'd parse that out. The pronoun you is not gendered. That's helpful. Because I think that's your, probably your biggest question is how do you talk to that person? And you can, you can always speak directly to them. When you're referring to them, it's a pretty difficult thing. I mean, what would you guys think if I said, or this would work better if I pretend I'm Pastor Jeremy, if I said, you, you will always refer to me as King Jeremy. <laughs> would, would anyone be like, oh, okay, whatever you want. I'll call you what I want when you're not here. I'll refer to you as what I think is appropriate. I don't have a de- I, I don't have the authority to demand that you speak of me to other people in a specific way. I think I've gone beyond the bounds of normal politeness. Um, but when you're talking to someone, you, you you're still acknowledging their humanity. You, what do you think about this, or what do you do about this, or and I as well. That's in English. I think there are cultures or languages where uh, those are gendered. Well, not I think. I know there are. But Greek is, right? Yeah. Not I, but yeah. You. Yeah, you. Autos. Yeah. No, no. That, no. That's, that's, that's he, yeah. That's okay. right. Sorry. Hebrew. Sue. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's a little in-joke. Highbrow. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. The, Alex, that's, that'd be my thinking. But, but, no, these, but this is where we're going to need to talk and pray and use wisdom. But I agree, names are far, far more arbitrary, so it may be weird, but people are coming with weird names that are, don't even have to do with weirdness because of gender, you know, I mean, 
uh, I, Apple, right? I mean, that's what, uh, what's her name's son? Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow's son is Apple. Okay, that's a new one. And my kids have got some weird names. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, how do you know if, uh, how do you know if, uh, you know, Yael or Zadik, it, I mean, you're probably not intuitively going to know what's one, what. One uh, thing that Jesus says that's, I, I think, helpful in John 4 mm. with the woman at the well, the, the way he speaks to her, he says, the, ma- the man you now have is not your husband. And there's a certain level of, I'm not going to lie, and I'm not going to pretend I'm going to speak the truth to you, but I'm going to do it in a loving way. And where that line is drawn, I think, is a matter of conscience. So some of, uh, let's say, you know, Alexa instead of Alex, um, that's the issue. Will I call you Alexa instead of Alex because that's what you want? Some of us are going to say, there's no way, I cannot do that because I grew up with you, I knew you my whole life, and I can't pretend like you're someone other than you are. But then another Christian might meet them as Alexa and now refer to them as Alexa and feel comfortable with it as they try to share the gospel with them. So I, I don't think there's a black and white right or wrong thing to do, but you don't want to join in that lie or give approval to that lie. Mm. Okay. Oh. Um, one issue as an employer, if I had an employee that decided to change their gender name, I would not refer to their gender change because legally they were employed or hired as one gender, and that's the gender I would refer to them as. If they got married and had a name change, would you hold the same line? If they change their name legally, yes. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I'm not saying you're, I'm just no. pressing the boundaries on. Okay. Yeah. No, this is where you're going to need some, some wisdom and I don't want to make a law. What also gets tricky is there's no even agreed upon nomenclature. So here's a simple question. Even if you go to the, to the LGBT community, if you speak of them in the past, did Bruce Jenner win the Olympic medal or did Caitlyn Jenner win an Olympic medal? There's not even a clear answer there of how do you speak of someone when they used to identify differently in the past? Do you speak with them masculinely or what pronouns do you use there? So like I said, this is so new that let's try not to needlessly offend, but it's not even like there's a clear set of rules out on what to do or how to do things. And so, yeah, I think if we're trying to be peaceable and trying not to be jerks and also trying not to wink at and play along with things, we'll hopefully get some wisdom and figure things out. Yes, in the back. I was just going to say um, we need to be prepared that uh, this could cost us jobs. It could cost us, you know, and eventually I would venture to say it might land us in jail if we refuse to accept um, and, and give somebody their request, which is to now call them she Etc. We've. Uh, I think there's laws now already in Canada uh, where that's the case. There are certainly uh, places where you will do this, or it, or you will lose your job for being insubordinate. Uh, we find this in the colleges today, and so it. It. I, I'm not suggesting we we don't do that. I'm just saying we need to be prepared that there may very well be a price to be paid for doing that. Yeah. I know. Agreed. 
One thing I was talking to a friend of mine who's in his own ways having challenges in the workplace that he came up with, I think, some wisdom too, is it's hard to get in trouble for what you don't say. You can just not answer a question. You can just, someone says something, something right. And that you can convey a sense of disapproval. It's hard to call HR about what you didn't say. So just there's a thought too. I mean, I, I agree with you, Greg. I'm just advocating there's probably some wisdom. I mean, Jesus talks about being as wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. And uh, that, that's going to be the challenge for us, to not be like, lying and tricky, and I crossed my fingers when I said that, but also not to just walk into trouble needlessly um, and try to not just go pick a fight. I mean, I just, the problem that Greg, I completely agree with what you said, Greg, I think there are some people I know who are almost looking to get arrested, like, like want to go pick a fight, like, watch me, I'm going to make this, and I don't think that's necessarily the wisdom from above either, is, is, um, is neither picking fights nor bending, you know, Breaking and 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 and, and giving up our, our convictions. Next, oh, Greg again. I was just going to say the the worst I heard was a parent who would not call his transgender daughter yeah. he yeah. or however you yeah. however that was, and he was going to lose custody right. because of it. Well, that's that's because. The, the uh, rationale now is the amount of destructive harm you're doing. The case I heard in Canada, there's a case I heard about in Canada, and I believe it's a case in Texas. The Canadian one, the family court ruled that it would be a form of family violence for the father not to do that because what the psychological community is saying is if it, with these young and impressionable children, if you don't affirm that, they're going to kill themselves. That's likely what they'll do. And so then the courts act in accordance. And so it's reasonable that if me doing something means my kid's probably going to kill themselves, it's reasonable to conclude I shouldn't do that. And the courts are acting upon that assumption, and then the laws come out. So, so basically the belief is, which is, like I said, what's tough about this. I, I read a book on this topic by a, a non-Christian, um, and he is somewhat sympathetic to the transgender issue, but he's abhorred at the uh, abhorrent, he's abhorred, Mom, help. He, he's appalled. Okay. Um, he's appalled at the way that it's diagnosed as quickly as it is in children, and then the second someone thinks that if you question it, if you want to talk to them, um, you're out of line. So the case I heard about in Canada, the father was open to the daughter transitioning later. His point was she's not, she's not old enough to get a tattoo, smoke a cigarette, or, or even pierce her ears without permission. You want her to begin hormone therapy, which after two years of that, you're sterile. Um, you want her to make these unalterable life decisions. Can't she hold off until she's a little older? And then if she wants to do that, he said, I'd support her. Nope. I mean, so you're not even dealing with a guy who's coming at it from like a Christian objection. It's simply, this is such a radical and significant. It's one of the reasons I actually left this topic out. It deserves its own, its own category discussion with children because... Um, but the, the belief is, man, if you don't affirm this, they're, they're going to be broken for life. They're going to be absolutely broken for life. And if that's true, then affirming it at a young age is a very important thing. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a consistency to the rationale. The foundational premise, I think, is wrong. But, but once you buy the foundational premise that, 
that for transgendered individuals, affirmation and, and identity is so crucial and so foundational that if they're confused or not affirmed in that, they'll be broken, they'll kill themselves. If that's true, then the rest of the uh, actions flow out of that. Um, it, the, the question is, the foundational assumption, is that true? Um, but the rest of it flows out. I, I find uh, comfort and direction in um, Daniel chapter 4. Mm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the, the way that they speak to the king, we want you to know, O king, we will not worship or serve the God that you have made. If you want to throw us into the fire, God is able to save us from that as well. But even if he doesn't, we want you to know that we will not bow to your idol, your God. Uh, and I think there's a there's a level for as an employer as or as an employee. If you guys want to force me to do this, coerce me into doing it. You can throw me into the fire, but I'm not going to bow the knee. And I know that God will do as he sees fit. Whether he spares me from the fire, he rescues me in the fire, or he allows the fire to consume me. Whatever he decides, we're going to do what is right and not bend the knee to a false god. Okay, um, feel free to stop me at any time. <laughs> but uh, within my family, there's a situation where my nephew was uh, dating someone who was a boy who thinks he's a girl. Of course, it took a while for my family to tell me about this. Um, and by the time they did, I just was, oh, I'm glad I live in Iowa, not Michigan. I don't have to deal with this. But of course, I immediately started crying out to God, oh, God, how do I deal with this? And pretty much what the answer God gave me was about the clay and the potter. And it's like, no, you don't pretend a, a he is a she. And so I'd go to Michigan, and finally my sister would correct me every time I said he. She'd say she. And I had to look at her and say, oh, I won't use her name. Um, sister, that would be lying against God, and, if, and I can't do that. I will be calling him a he. And I'm not doing this to hurt you or make trouble, but this is what I have to do. And so um, thank you for addressing this whole issue. It was done very well. And, and also for applying it to us and how our rebellion in certain ways. My hair is braided, by the way. Should I stop braiding my hair? <laughs> um, <laughs> Did, did you did you take the gold out of it? Uh, I have some gold in my ears, I think. Oh. <laughs> okay. um, so I kind of just wanted to share the struggle that I had to go yeah. through and how calling out to God, you know. And I think that's what we have to do. Oh, and, and taking a little further, there came the day when I met this young man. They're married now, by the way. Um, but I met this young man. I'm praying, oh, God, oh, God, please help me. Please help me. Please help me. <laughs> because <laughs> I am meeting this person, and the whole family pretends he is a she. I'm the only one who doesn't. And so I met this young man, and God just blew me away. He gave me a love for this young man that amazes me. I'm not going to pretend, but there it is. So thank you. You're welcome. I think I saw a bunch of hands. Oh, Ron again. Okay, 
Before you give the mic to somebody for a second time, we've got to make sure there's not... Okay, go on. Go, no, Ron, Ron, Ron can go. Ron can go. And, okay. While you get the mic over there, we'll give Ron the mic here. I was mainly teasing, but... Oh, okay. We'll go. First time. Wanda. Wanda, go. Well, I just want a clarification. I'm a little yeah. dense here. Because it seems like you're saying two different things. Because I the Daniel analogy... Yeah. But then you're saying if someone is a Bruce but they want to be called a Sally, go ahead and call them Sally. That seems like you're saying two different things there. Okay, the difference is in calling someone their name, I'm not saying anything about them. If I meet somebody and they say, my name's Fred, you don't look a Fred to me. Uh, you don't meet my standards of Fredness. Um, no, I mean, for the most part, right? No, no, there are cultures where the name means something. Somehow Nabal gets called fool. <laughs> Right? There are people I've met named Charity. That, that was the wrong name. Uh, right? I'm thinking and, like... And, right? No. And, no. And so there, there are names, but we generally don't have names that mean stuff anymore. And so I can call you, like I said, within reason. I mean, some people really want to get, like, my name's Delicious. I'm probably not going to call you Delicious. Um, but I've heard of it. No. But beyond some of the extreme, bizarre names, right... I, I can be pretty flexible, and I'm not saying anything about you. I haven't thumbed up or thumbs down anything about you. Um, the second I start attributing things to you, now I'm making judgments, and I'm, I'm agreeing or disagreeing with. The very fact that you don't like it if I use the wrong one means we have a disagreement, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're seeing in me agreeing or not agreeing. So to say the pronoun's inconsequential, if it was inconsequential, it wouldn't make such a fuss. We all know it's communicating something. And it's the fact that I'm not communicating what you want me to communicate that's the problem. Now, I'm suggesting there's a third option as well. I'm not saying that what Renee did is wrong. You also have the option of dropping the information out altogether. Uh, So I talked with a friend of mine who's from a more um, liberal stripe of Christianity about a common person we knew who's a transgender um, seminary student. And I very judicially the entire time neither affirmed this shift nor disagreed with it. I'd either call them by their name. I just tried to be very careful not to. He knew what I thought. And I was trying not to basically poke him while also not agreeing. And so I, I was able, at least in that conversation, I think, to get through without compromising my beliefs and without needlessly offending. Now, I'm not saying you have to do it, but that's also an option as well. In other words, if the new rule of the day is to use they's, I don't see any reason why a Christian couldn't use they, other than grammatically it's just awkward grammar, and do be doing anything wrong if they chose to do that. If I said I was talking to Wanda and they asked me a question, it's weird, but I'm not doing anything, I'm not communicating anything wrong when I say that, other than potentially grammatically. So there, there is that option as well, I think. I was just thinking specifically like you, as a teacher, you, there's a lot of teachers getting in trouble now. You, okay, you start the year out and you're Sally, and then come December... Now you got to call me Mike. Well, they know you're a Christian teacher. Am I going to start calling you Mike? I guess that's where I see it. If you're just meeting somebody, and they're obviously a female, but they give you a male name, I see that, that I would be respectful there. I don't know. I, that's, that was my question, that specific. Maybe it's the same well, answer. I think, I think the basis, I, I'd have to think through this, and Daniel jump in. People change their names, they get nicknames, they get married and get new names. Mm-hmm. It is less common, but we certainly deal with people who their names just change. Um, or they, they, you find out actually, I found out for a while that Jonah's name isn't Jonah. Um, 
I thought everyone called him Jonah, but his first given name isn't, right? So what? Right, it's Jonathan. So what do I need to do? Or what if I was his teacher and it said Jonathan on the paper, but he came in and said, everyone calls me Jonah. What do I, I don't think these are ethical issues for most people. So work through it, but it's not absolutely without precedent that what's on someone's name on their page and what you, they want to be called or what they get called is at odds. Um, it, is, it certainly is awkward and weird in some cases, right? But do, do, are you, are, would you feel compelled to call Jonah Jonathan if he was in your class? Well, it's on the paper. Well, not a bit. No. Right. So I, I think there's more flexibility yeah. than perhaps we think. I'm just throw yeah. it out there. Um, hey. You want to? I th- I think of Johnny Erickson Tata, whose father wanted a son, and so that's what she was called was Johnny and not Joni. Um, but that name itself is not inherently male or female. I I would not be comfortable saying. I was talking to Wanda, and they said, because I think I did just lie. There weren't multiple people speaking. Okay. That, that, I'm not going to die on that hill, but I would view that slightly differently. Okay. Um, yeah. But you're not lying about gender. You might be lying about how many people. You're, you're at the very least, speaking in a confusing way. Sure. And maybe confusion superior to something else. I don't know. Right, right, right. God's not a God of confusion. Right. No, and one of the suggestions I've heard is that with all the different pronouns, and I think, I think even the, 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 the left knows that's undoable, there's actually a movement towards, can we just make it they? If that becomes the consensus, if that becomes the practice commonly used, there's no miscommunication. In that context, I don't think you're necessarily doing anything wrong to use it. Right. We're not there yet. No, not quite. Okay. I hope we. I, I hope that we don't get there. Right. Uh, there's a there's a sense in which this is so. This uh, path that we're headed down is so self damaging and self contradictory. Even our language tells us that. I I hope there's a sense in which the society might be able to come to its senses and realize. No, this isn't possible. We've been lying, and we need to correct that. I don't know how that's going to happen, but I, I, I still hope, maybe. George. Oh. Oh, so I'm sorry. Uh, my second oldest sister was a lesbian for seven years, and then she decided she was no longer a lesbian and has been in uh, heterosexual marriage for the last 30 years. Well, and that's, and that's let me, I'll, I'll say this. What's interesting is, with what you're saying that is, if you, if you know anything about Greek and Roman history, they engaged in all and more of the, the variations of sexuality that we have. What they didn't have is a belief in the absolute unbending, fixed lanedness of it. It was much more at certain periods of your life. You were in the military, you engaged in a little homosexuality, you became an older man, pederasty. Um, and so it was much more their view of sexuality was kind of like a buffet table and at various times and places. So they didn't have these notions of born this way or anything. I mean, they're just as liberal, just as licentious, just as libertine, but without the notion of, well, if that's this, then that. 
And so we've bolted on this notion of, well, if that's what you are, that's what you'll always... And there's enough stories for no. That's where you even get like the whole gender fluid category coming in, because there are people saying, no, don't put me in a lane, which is partly where even the ideology itself conflicts. Even amongst the first few, the people saying, I've got a man trapped in a woman's body, that assumes there's a difference between men and women, right? I mean, that only works if there's two clearly defined lanes. And then you've got like gender fluid, which is like, and I move and I move back. It's, it really, there's a lot of just internal, inherent contradiction internally that it's like, okay, what are you actually saying? Because what you're saying, and different groups are saying different things, and it's, it's different. I feel like out of all the topics, the opening like arguments for it, it was the hardest to communicate this morning just because there isn't a monolithic, con- cohesive presentation. Um, it really just seems to boil down to I want. I am, I must be. Um, it, it comes down to those types of claims. I mean, you want to press it really simply. I mean, I, I would not say this to be a jerk. If somebody says to me, I just know I'm a woman, or I feel like a woman, how would you know? No, 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 I'm not trying to be trite. You can tell me I don't feel comfortable in my body. You can tell me I don't like who I am. I don't feel this is the right body. You could say that. You could experience that. But for me to say, I feel like a woman, how would I know? How could I verify that? Um, I can speak to my own discomfort, my unhappiness, my lack of feeling at home in my body. Sure, I could testify to all of that. At most, I could say is I think I feel like a woman. But I don't know, right? I mean, but these claims get made and they're unassailable. You can't challenge the claim. The claim is made. I know I'm a woman. Then you just you can't question it. But of course, the foundational question is how? How could you verify that? How could you falsify that claim? Um, and a claim that can't be verified or falsified isn't worth much. Um, anyway. Nope. Am I allowed to ask a question? <laughs> you can ask a question. <laughs> is just, it a question, though, Amy? That's the question. Uh, it is. I wanted to clarify, because you've said several times in the message and in this ABF, um, kind of like not wanting to needlessly offend and not wanting to purposely poke and things like that. So you're speaking then, I'm guessing, about unbelievers. Yes. Because then you mentioned the thing about the seminary student, and I got confused because you said something about a conversation with a seminary student. Is that just because you don't believe his studies are legitimate because he's way liberal? Or I was, I was talking to a friend of mine from Simpson. The, the student went on to a, a seminary. I, I would, yeah, I, we know, and myself and this other person know, we have enough differences of opinion across the boards that... that You're not on the same page. We're on the same page on a lot of topics. I mean, I like him, and I enjoy talking to him, and I I found it. We've drawn closer to some thoughts as we talk, but there's there's no mis. Yeah, I'm not I'm not assuming commonality and fellowship with with these these parties. Okay. Um, There's enough differences. I don't think any of us would do that on either side. I think they look at me like, you know. Yeah. um, Actually, I, I, I was joking with him when he came over because his wife was kind of aghast that he was coming to talk to me. Like, your wife thinks you're coming over to chat with the devil, huh? And he said, yeah. I said, okay. We sat down to talk because you know, I represent, like, the bad Christianity, right? I mean, yeah. from that perspective. Intolerant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, oh, sorry. So, that, so that's the, that was the understanding. But in that context, I'm trying not to needlessly event. He knows what I think. Why right. would he keep jabbing it? Um, that, that was my thinking. Like, so I don't feel like I was compromised in the least, but I also felt like, why, why would I? I'm trying to be polite. We got together to talk about the Bible. It was a good talk. We opened up Romans. We were talking about justification, and, and that was the point of our meeting. 
Um, and so why, why needlessly offend um, okay. in that context? Now, there might be places where you want, because as Christians, we're to expose darkness. And John the Baptist is calling out Herod. Um, and God there's, sent... There's a whole chapter on the woes against the Pharisees, right? Right. Jesus is not accepting the testimony of the Pharisees as true. He's calling them liars, yeah. and he spells that out. So there may be a time and a place where that direct confrontation goes on, but you also don't want it to be pointless, or you don't want it to appear as though it's my culture, it's my opinion that is at stake here. What's at stake is the truth. And right. when that's on the line, now we're going to fight, um, hopefully graciously, but we're gonna, we, we can't uh, bend to that. But if it's an issue of my preference, I'm not going to make that a fight. Uh, I, I know you don't know this, but that clock. I keep isn't tapping. I keep accurate. tapping this. We're at time. No, no. I keep tapping my phone. To I check yeah. this out. Okay. Okay. Elsa is going to ask the final question on the recording. It's my the final question. Sorry. Move now. Hit the low points up. Go. My question is: When you get churches that preach this, that you get gay Christians. And yeah. all of this, and we need to be loving, and we need to embrace them. How are those churches, have they become false churches? Even though they believe Jesus died on the cross, they believe in the Trinity, but they are propagating this lifestyle as being fine. You're presuming something, I'm not sure I presume. I don't make judgments about churches I don't know, usually. Um, so yeah, I'd have no. What I mean is, give me a flesh and blood example. A real church down the street, people I can talk to, the leadership, why they're doing what they're doing. I could give you an answer. Um, tell me, there's a church twenty miles down the road. They believe the gospel. They're preaching this. Are they a church? I, well, I, I, I can don't. give you an example. The the Dutch okay. Reformed Church in South Africa. Right. Well, they're being unfaithful, certainly. Calvinism. My my sister goes to. Yeah. The liberal side, that church is split, and the only reason they split from the Dutch Reformed Church is because they're gay-affirming, they believe in gay Christians, they marry gay people, yeah. they, um, they will, well, they baptize, right, because they, so they will be okay with gays right. and lesbians adopting children, they will baptize those children, is that still truly a church of Jesus Christ? I, I still would need more. Let me tell you what I mean. Here's this. If you're, no, 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 no. If you're in, people are, are capable of the, of the most significant inconsistency, right, um, in, in our confusion. Is it possible you've got believers in a church teaching false teaching who are tremendously confused, think they're trying to be faithful to God? It's possible. I, I need to find out. If what they're saying is we don't care what the Bible says, we're going to do what we want, oh, yeah, no. And almost certainly that's usually what happens. But without actually talking to someone to find out if that's what's going on, I just, I'm, Jesus, who made me a judge over you? It's, I don't know why. I, I, I'm hesitant to render judgments on the testimony of little details of what a church I'm never likely to meet. They're, it's wrong. It's no, false teaching. They it's, interpret- it's, it's unfaithful. I can say all that. Mm. Un- unqualified, without qualification. Mm. Um, are they a church? I'm not even sure fully what that means. If you mean, you want to 
Quindor in, or am I making enough mess? I think he's trying to question whether or not we have the authority to give an answer on that. Well, they interpret the Bible. All these scriptures yeah. that you quoted against it, they have a way of interpreting it to show it's a good thing. And they're wrong. They, they believe in the Bible, but they interpret those verses differently. Yeah, they're right. wrong. But as to whether or not they're a church... I'm not sure that we as individual Christians have the authority to make that judgment. Well, I can certainly say, like, I'd be suspicious, or I don't yeah. think, or I'm not sure, but to make a final judgment, no, I, we don't have No, I'm not asking enough. you to judge, but if you go to a church like that, should you leave? Oh, if you're in a church that does that, yeah, yeah. get out. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Leave. If that's what you're asking, yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'd, t- I'd say more than that, but yes, yes. get out. Okay, thank you very much. We'll stick around for a bit.